Alright, Treacle. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Welcome to From Dale Square to Where. Uh, I'm Andrew Dinkley Gooner, I'm your host, as you all know. And tonight we've got Stan the Man. Say hello, Stan. Hi, Andrew. Thank, hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on tonight. No problem at all. Uh, he's in lockdown in Vancouver, which is great. Uh, Glenn, lockdown in New York. Well, yes, that's, Wookies. <laughs> that's that's why I'm on your show today, Andrew. Anything to get away from the wife and kids right now. Anything. Uh, I absolutely don't blame you at all. Darren, not in Delhi, but in... I'm uh, not in lockdown either. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> what? Did, did you just say you just got back from the pub? Yeah, of course. You have to go and still do business, didn't you? Meet people and carry on. We... We sort of sat a little bit further apart than we normally do. <laughs> and instead of ringing a bell when it's time to leave, they just have the barman just sneezes. <laughs> and we all just get out of there. It's, yeah, it's a new thing. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not going as often as I normally do. Well, I've been cutting you've out got to make, make the most of it while you can, mate, because yep. uh, who knows how long it's going to go on for. And you've got the corona. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Dan, how are you? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Surviving. Yeah, yeah, re- really good to have you back on. I haven't had you on board for a little while now, so it's great to, to have you back. Cheers. So, like I was just saying offline, um, we're not going to go too into in depth about the serious issues that we're going through now. Obviously, everyone knows what we're going through, and it's a bloody nightmare. Um, but, yeah, we have got the serious... Uh, issue about the season and what's going to happen there like I said we're not going to dig too deep into that but I've been listening to a few podcasts and uh, it's bloody hell the reason I'm not going to go into it in two depth is bloody depressing you know (laughs) it's very very worrying about the football pyramid and um, you know we cannot forget about the the teams that are in you know we've got about what's it seven divisions I, I believe Mainly in the in the UK in the pyramid and the teams that are at the bottom of that and working their way up, it's it's very very difficult for them all and it's a very very sad time for them all. Um, but there is one issue about getting this this season finished and whatever happens in the Premier League filters all the way down all of these seven divisions, even below League Two, and it's going to affect every single team in those leagues. So. I mean, the main thing I thought of initially, which I've changed my mind on, was getting it all, you know, voided, you know, just null, null and avoid the whole seasons. But the more I think about it and the more I listen about all the details about it, it's just not going to be possible. I think we're going to have to play this season out. So let's just work round. I'm going to go round anti-clockwise as you look on the screen to, to you, Dan, first. I mean, just briefly, as I say, we're not. I don't want to be too uh, too in-depth about it, but... What are your thoughts about, about the season and whether you think it's realistically got to be finished? Yeah, I was thinking um, you, you have to finish the season, basically. like I don't think you know there's any other option 
really, um, other than finishing it. And then you finish it when you can finish it. And then whatever changes that might mean for future seasons, you, you deal with that 2021 uh, 2020, 2021 season. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like you finish this season whenever you can and then you you make it a shorter 2020, 2021 season because then at least you can plan properly what that season looks like, whether that is, you know, 19 games, something like that. Everyone just plays each other once, something like that, and then you do the Euros at the end, reset for the season after that. Um, otherwise, if you can't do that, then I think you do have to just avoid it and then start again from next next year. I think those are the only two options that I have, really. Mm. Darren, what is your thoughts on it? Well, do you remember... I mean, one for the teenagers the war? here. Do no, you remember, I don't remember the war. That's do you remember Dallas? Do you remember that season where Patrick <laughs> Ewing woke up yeah. and he dreamt the whole series? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no issue... I've got no issue with cancelling this one. This has been our worst season for ages. Absolutely terrible this season, hasn't it? It's been terrible. Yeah. So we're in the worst position we've ever been. Let's let's just wake up and pretend it was all a dream. We'll have to Uno Emery back, obviously. I put on Twitter. You just changed everybody's mind. I put on Twitter that if we could put a request in now to have last season cancelled as well, so there would be no Uno Emery in the history of Arsenal. Who's it going to upset the most? Liverpool fans and Leeds fans. Oh, my God. Would you get to my turn around? Sorry, sorry, Glenn. But that's true, isn't it? Go on, Glenn. It's Liverpool fans and Leeds fans. Fuck them. Mm, exactly. <laughs> Got to keep my yeah. noise down because my wife's obviously a scouser. I am, I am not used to being the voice of reason. I'm used to being the guy cursing and carrying on. You people are crazy. Cancel the season. Deny Liverpool the title. That's absolutely, absolutely cruel. If uh, First of all, we did see... being sarcastic. No, I'm not being sarcastic, you old fart. There was a psych... There was a little bit of good news uh, when the Euros moved to next year. They said, so the leagues can all try to finish their seasons. So there's a little bit of a possibility that we can't finish the season with the Euros moving. If not, if the season is suspended, Liverpool get the title. The bottom four teams in the Premier League have a playoff to see the three teams that are dropped. How you work um, the, you know, the Champions League, I have no idea. I guess, you know, top four. Uh, you know, since the season was suspended at that point. And if Manchester City's really not allowed to bribe their way out of it, then the fifth place team. That's reasonable. Uh, Stan, you? <laughs> what is it that you just said, Glenn? Uh, oh, shit. Giving... No, what? You said not giving, the, not giving it to Liverpool would be, was it absolutely spiteful? No, it would be absolutely cruel. Then I'm absolutely cruel. Oh my god! <laughs> I think now, from a serious note, I think it's it, the easiest thing to do is to give the give the uh, Premier League to Liverpool. But then if you if you do that, you've got again could go all the way down the leagues and sort all of that out as well. Hmm. And there are some teams which are probably not far off the team that's ahead of them, a couple of points, and you can't just award them, you know, the, the their league's cup as well. So seriously, although I, would, I want to laugh at Liverpool as well because I'm a little bit spiteful like that. <laughs> a little bit, I think I'm a little bit with Darren there, but I would seriously avoid it because I just don't see how you can just give it to Liverpool, restarting uh, the season as well and having it in two bits. I don't know about that. Either. Uh, 
All right, I'm I'm asking all of you guys to look into your hearts right now and give an honest answer. <laughs> and give an honest answer, damn it. If it was Arsenal up there kicking ass and taking names and you it's just a, you know, an eventuality, it's going to happen. Would you be the same way? Look in your hearts just for a second. I know I know especially especially you guys in the UK hate to admit when maybe you're a little bit wrong. If it was Arsenal up there, would you say, "Oh, season over, f you"? Yeah, of course yeah we I would. think, I think, I, I think that's not the point, though, right? Is it? It's, it's not. Right. No one, no one's saying that Liverpool don't deserve it. They're not going to win it, and that kind of. But thing. you're not giving it to them. You're saying season yeah, yeah. void. But I think, but I think the point is, though, right? There's just so much else up in the air that if you if you award Liverpool the title, then everyone else that you know could positively be. Um, affected by the season ending here will have a stronger argument to to be awarded their position, right? Because Chelsea, on form, there's no way that they're going to finish in the top four. But exactly. they're fourth now, right? So if you give Liverpool the title, Chelsea are going to say, well, we're fourth, you gave <laughs> Liverpool the title, we're going in the Champions League. And you can't do that when there in, there's only two points. Aston Villa, game in hand, that if they win, they, they're out of the relegation zone. Why would they say let let's take the let's take the league as it as it is? There's just too much at stake. I think that comes with giving Liverpool the title. I know. To answer the the points, the difference at the top doesn't matter because they haven't mathematically won the league. So why would you would? <laughs> and they're in free fall. They're in free fall at the moment. I'm exactly <laughs> exactly oh right gosh. though. No, they've, they've lost four out of the last on, six. They've lost four out of the last six games. You cannot say on, that on they are. Form. You can't just award them. It's like um, a, a, a ten thousand meter runner, right? Bro, say like one of the, the Kenyans who, who's like in the Olympics. He's two laps ahead in the ten thousand meters, and he gets to the final straight, hundred meters from the final straight, and he falls or he does his hamstring and falls over or whatever, and he can't finish finish the race. Do you say, oh, it's all right. Let's just give him the gold medal because he's near enough there. <laughs> yeah. To Glenn's question, right? If Arsenal was in that in the same position as Liverpool, and this was happening to us, yeah, I'd be honest with you, Glenn. Of course, I'd be upset and gutted about it, especially if we were playing the kind of football that Liverpool are playing. But if they just gave us the title, I'd always have a huge part of me that would be like, "Well, this doesn't really count. No one else is going to say that it counts." Maybe I might find some other Arsenal supporters that may say it counts, but other than that. You know, it's, there's always going to be that cloud. So, yeah, I'd be upset about it, but I don't know if I'd want it. I'd want it in these circumstances. If, like if that. it was Arsenal, I would expect it because that's just so Arsenal. You know, that, <laughs> that, that season, we're used to it? disappointment. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? If anything was going to happen like that, it happened to us. So it's just, like, it's okay. just mad. It's Liverpool. I don't want. I don't. I'm not going to argue anymore about it because I'm not changing your mind. So it's just a waste of time. And you're not changing mind, so go ahead. What's next? What's next, Andrew? Well, there's a couple of um, questions that's come up in the the comments. Has everyone got the comments up so oh. you can have a look at the, the questions as they come through? As well? Oh, yeah. there's a few, so, or is that from last week? No, no, it's from, uh, from today. So, first off, <laughs> hi, Tony. Hi, Alonso. There was anyone listening? Who's listening to podcasts at the moment? Talk sport. What have they got to talk about? It's fantastic. <laughs> well, in fact, I need to explain. That's, that's what the title of the uh, 
this podcast is about co-video killed the radio star. That's all about Adrian Durham because I hope he gets fucking sacked because he's got nothing to talk about. The cunt. Did you hear him on there today? Right, on he really grinds my gears. That things. Uh, he was doing a, a top five of the greatest uh, Dutch players, right? And he had uh, Wesley Schneider in there ahead of Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp did not make the five. I would turn it off right there, right yeah, then and there. You know what he's trying to do. Seven years ago, yeah. Well, that's exactly it. what the title's about anyway. Fucking Adrian Durham. So um, hopefully the COVID-19 will put an end to fucking Talk Sport and Adrian Durham. So, anyway. Talk Sport? Oh. I've been listening to it. It's more like Talk Shite Radio now. <laughs> oh, I don't listen to it no more. I've listened to it for about four years. But yeah, I hate that bloke. But anyway, Tony Turner, what's the thoughts about playing matches behind closed doors at training grounds instead of the stadiums? The NBA is considering playing matches at practice facilities behind closed doors uh yeah but there's a difference between the nba and the premier league the premier league crowd is half the fun i i would only accept you that if they're... The Emirates, like, <laughs> 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 but... <laughs> i yeah, maybe yeah. lose my train of thought which yeah, is very yeah. easy to do uh if if a last resort is and that's the only way with no crowds fine but i hate that idea i hate it yeah i, I... I would hate it as well, if I'm honest. But I mean, on a serious note, it's probably the best way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. Is that these players, I mean, look, if a team's got eight, nine players out, then they can't play a fixture. But if these are the healthiest and fittest people on the planet, in theory, so they're not going to suffer and die from this. Uh, if they're no. going to stop crowds going, then, yeah, most of the audience is on television anyway. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice. Let's paint those murals like we used to have at the North Bank when they when they yeah, built, and they that, rebuilt the North Bank. Yeah. So we can just put up pictures of people. I mean, uh-huh. all the time you wouldn't uh-huh. notice if there wasn't any crowd at the that Emirates. That's really embarrassing. I think as long as as long as they broadcast the games, I wouldn't mind that at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bit, I mean, it's just like watching an away game. It would just be like watching a in a, a quiet stadium. You know? No, yeah, did no, any did any of you guys watch the, the Champions League the last round? That was um, where, where they, they had no crowd. I saw yeah, highlight. I saw highlights, and it was odd hearing the players yelling, hearing the ball actually go into the net. It was really weird. Yeah, mm. I, I, yeah, it was it was surreal to be honest. But but I think they do need to get this this season finished some some way somehow. So I, I would I would be in support of that if they can make it work. My my serious. Um... One, my serious suggestion is one that I heard today, and it makes the most sense, is that you have until... We've got an issue with what Tony's mentioned as well in the comments about players' contracts finishing on the 30th of June, etc. But if we can work our way around that, I'm sure that's the least of the worries, I think. Um, The good workable option was to work through until Christmas, if needs be, to finish this season, and then have the new season starting in January, which would then finish next December in time for the tournament. Oh, the World good Cup. God. No, whole butterfly effect there. You'd have to like probably cancel the FA Cup. Yeah, I, know. And, uh... I know, but it makes most sense because you've got, who knows when we can start again. And setting some kind of time limit on it now is ridiculous. Even setting it for Christmas is ridiculous, to be honest. No, However, I it's, it's something to work towards. Then you've got the whole season, which will then finish before the World Cup. I know we haven't got anything to talk about if we don't talk about this, but because we really don't know what's going to be happening in four weeks' time or six weeks' time or eight weeks' time, it's almost like an impossible situation, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they've cancelled it only for the next two, three weeks. 
You know what I mean? And it'll probably be cancelled for another two, three weeks. It might be cancelled for six months. But in three, four weeks' time, they might say, OK, we're going to start again now, and we just squash all the games together and there's nothing to talk about, is there? Yeah. I think they should do it differently. I think they should have all the mascots racing. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need to move on to. So let's have some, better, let's have some different options, all right? I've heard about an option of all the um, Premier League teams nowadays have got an esports team, haven't they? What about having it in esports, playing the matches as they were supposed to be on the calendar and televised the, the FIFA games? Well, I was <laughs> like, what the hell is he talking about? Do you, do you know what? As well, what would be funny is if you don't work, don't use the esports teams, but use the managers of the team. And which managers would actually be the best at FIFA? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine Roy Hodgson playing FIFA? <laughs> okay. I, I reckon we'd win because we've got the youngest manager. He probably does play FIFA. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. <laughs> well, uh, that'd be a good option. But, and this is my, this is the only one, I, the rest will go to you, but I promise you. But this is my, first, my best option. And I mentioned this about, um, oh, I don't know, a few weeks ago on the podcast. Like the tournaments that under nines have, when they, they, they're all got these little pitches set up all over the place <laughs> on the playing field, and they play little games of five a side, which are about five minutes each way. And then they, and they and it's like a tournament all done in a day. Do you remember those when you were a kid? I'd, I'd love to have, imagine if there were the uh, Premier League teams sent five players and they had one of those little tournaments at Wembley all done in one day. I think that'd be awesome. You sort out the rest of the league. What do you reckon? Oh my god! I think the mascots racing is more. <laughs> <laughs> no, they should just have like a one-day tournament, right? One-day tournament, completely knockout. Yeah, yeah. and every single match is golden goal. Yeah, well, that'd be good. I'd sign up oh. for that. I'd sign oh, up wow, for that. that would be good. Yeah, or, um... and then if there's if there's any draws, they do that um, thing that the MLS used to do with the the run-ups for penalties. Oh, yeah, from the, from halfway, the halfway line. line. I love them. Oh. Well, you loved you them. Me. Oh, that was awful. No, that was great. I mean, much better That's than way better than a penalty shootout. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. Much more exciting and skillful as well. And imagine if it, when it gets all, gets down to the goalkeepers having to do it, like if, if everyone <laughs> scores. <laughs> Bloody hell, some of the goalkeepers, imagine now Munia doing that or something, having to dribble it from the halfway line. <laughs> He'll <laughs> fall over his own fucking shoelaces, mm. isn't he? But yeah, come on, he's got some better options. He's got some better options. It's just, just some fun ways of, of finishing the season if you can't play football. I don't know. What about uh, each team like picks a player and have like a, a jousting competition <laughs> on horseback <laughs> with their long poles? Fantastic. I'd think that. Do you remember on cup final day they used to have uh, it's a knockout? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cup final, it's a knockout. And then you'd have the players taking part. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Mr. Ozil filling up a bucket of custard. It'd be fun. Those outfits would be huge heads. <laughs> oh, yes. <yeah. laughs> Imagine if they had the, an Urzel head, massive Urzel head with the eyes on the side. <laughs> forget the kind football. of praying mantis. Forget the football. We've just come up with a really good programme. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it you used first. To watch, um, American Gladiators. They used to do that game Atlas Spear when they had to be like in a big hamster ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, you've got me thinking now. 
What yeah. about what? Remember those um, big inflatable things that you put yourself inside and your legs are out the bottom, and you play football like that when you bump into each other and you go flying. Have you seen that? That'll be hygienic as well. So Butio is a good yeah. option. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the trouble is, most of the players nowadays wouldn't have a clue what Sabutio is, would they? True. What about... Um, well, he is FIFA it... for those of us born in the 60s, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Roy Hodgson playing FIFA. What about if one player from each team has to be nominated to go into a sumo wrestling competition? And it's all not... Our, our, we've got Socrates. All day. Oh, no, Socrates, I reckon. His face. You, you can imagine him in a nappy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that stare, isn't he? He's got that stare. Well, manager... Boozy would probably volunteer, though, for that, wouldn't he? He'd have his actually, first yeah. put his hand up. Definitely. He, he whips his top off at any opportunity, wouldn't he? And he probably still wears nappies. <laughs> Where's what this about... abuse of my man Gendouzi come from? <laughs> no, no abuse. No abuse at all. He's the first one in there. If there's any Agua, he's the first Love one. He's, youngest, the he's the youngest, but he's the first one in there. Hmm. We've got um, Tony Turner said, what about a Ninja Warrior competition? Oh, that, that, what about um, Takeshi's Castle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Takeshi's Castle? That's a nutcase. Madness. Did you ever heard about that, Glenn? No. Nor me. Oh, you, you missed that. That was a great show. What what was that show back in the day as well, um, where sports stars of the day had to do different sports? Oh, superstars. Superstars. Yes. That was oh, fantastic. That was, yeah. Kevin oh, Keegan yeah. on, the, on the drop handle bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, still makes me wince now. Alan Jacks. Do you remember him? Yeah, <laughs> Bailey Thompson. <laughs> there was always a swimmer on there that you never out, heard of as well. That was a great show, that was, wasn't it? I know. I, I remember, and I don't know if I'm making this up in my head, but I remember Kevin Keegan being on that. Yeah, he had that. He had a crash on the racer, didn't he? he? Had a really bad crash on a on the racer bike. Can you imagine them doing that nowadays? Like actual Premier League footballers do, taking part in a show like that? No, that's madness. No, they wouldn't do it now. <laughs> Sure <laughs> I know. You see, like, I don't know, Jack Grealish on the BMX or something, or swimming, yeah. the, swimming the channel or something like that. That'd be excellent. They should bring that back, definitely. But yeah, I, I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Have a look on YouTube. <laughs> the, last, the last two UK shows I watched are Killing Eve and Downton Abbey. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Well, what the fuck did you watch Downton Abbey for? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we pretend I didn't say that? Um, <laughs> no, that's gonna that's gonna be brought up time and time again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this show. What are you talking about? Go have, have a look for it on YouTube. It's a show called Superstars. I think it was from back in the seventies and eighties. Amazing. And there's a that show as well where they were on um, the bike, the dirt bikes. Was it Kickstart? Do you remember Kickstart? No. Yeah. Oh, Stan does. Stan knows. Peter Harvey. Stan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was awesome as well. 
Why do we all feel embarrassed that we remember Peter Purvis? He's a legend. I'm in the same boat as Glenn. I think all of these shows are before my before my time. Oh no, no, I'm no, I'm an old fart, Dan. I just I I I don't live in the UK, so I don't know these shows. I don't understand how Stan sees all these shows. Living in Vancouver, I thought they just you know twenty four seven hockey there. Uh, How are you watching all these these shows? Yeah, but I've only been here just under a year, so this is like oh, childhood. Oh, okay. Like childhood. Uh, the, the, the actual accent, Glenn, gives it away a little bit. That he's oh, sh- uh, shut yeah. up. <laughs> shut up. Stan knows I don't listen when he talks. <laughs> uh, so, Stan, if, if, if you've only been there for just under a year, how are you finding living abroad being an Arsenal fan? Um, I really enjoy it. Um we have a pub that that shows all of the games. It's like the Arsenal pub in Vancouver. We share yeah. it with um, Celtic supporters. So if if there's a game which is like a twelve o'clock kickoff in the UK for us here, that's like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, and they open the pub, um, and you know they they have coffee and donuts there for us. Um, you know we leave them a tip. Um, and I started going down there because when I first moved over here, the first few games I was just watching it, you know, on a stream on the sofa. And I thought it would be a great way for me to actually meet other people was by finding out if there was a pub that showed Arsenal games. And um, I've met some nice people down there. Yeah, fabulous. Couldn't agree more. I mean, that's uh, those who know my history. It's same. I've just moved back from five, four and a half years in India. So I was uh, I was in the Arsenal uh, Delhi Supporters Club. That's why my oh, nice. handles at the Delhi Guna. Cool. Um, you know, it was a fabulous time. I I did a podcast there for three years with with Indian Arsenal fans. It was uh, it was a fabulous Sweet. experience. You know, glad to be home well, though. <laughs> but a couple of virus. Probably the, um, the real reason yeah. that I started doing the uh, Gunas in Vancouver post match reactions because I thought. You know, I'd be, the first few times I went down this pub, everyone's sitting in their little groups, and I walk in, right, and I don't know where I'm supposed to sit. You know, everyone's, like, staring at you. And you kind of talk up to people at enjoying amount of time and going, like, hi. But I started doing the reaction videos, so I was using that as a way to just to talk to people and say, like, I'm doing it for this channel. You know, come and talk to me about the game. And it was a good way for me to meet other gooners and not seem like a... The creepy guy just like I got the patent on creepy guy. You guys are so worldly. I watch Arsenal games in my basement. At halftime, it's Pornhub and rub one out, and it's second halftime. That's, that's, that's what I do. So I just got, everybody probably just left at once that was watching. Oh my god. Another can, another thing. Can we pretend I didn't stay? Oh well, I don't sure. About that. I hold, <laughs> no, in, I hold sure. everything you against you. Glenn. Whole you whole should know that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm not sure what's worse: knocking one out at half time or the Downton Abbey reference. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Downton Abbey one. I would... <laughs> Uh, at least, at least halftime is manly, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as you, you know, uh, have a quick one, gob on the floor, <laughs> knock back a pint, you'd be fine. <laughs> Tony Turner says, "Let's not, uh, let's make high dives the competition. Spurs would finally get a trophy, even with the injured tape." <laughs> Very good point. Uh, Ryan's here. Hello, Ryan. And uh, he said that he's seen the Kevin Keegan incident on that show. Uh, he just got up and had half a pint of beer after it, apparently. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> that. 
they were horrible because he had those really, you know, those like seventies tight shorts that they used to wear. He's <laughs> on one of those, <laughs> those uh, drop handlebar racer bikes, you know, where your feet are in the actual clips. Uh, <laughs> he goes straight over the handlebars and like uh, his skin. I bet his football manager was watching and wincing. Men in short shorts, just one of the few things wrong with the 70s, like the, yeah. the, the shorts they wore in the NBA in the 70s. Whew. Do you remember you, Do you remember Perry Groves, the way he used to wear his shorts? He really <laughs> had high short shorts, Perry Groves. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could almost see his ball bag hanging out the side. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just going to stay there. Or when the manager from the sideline shouted out, nice tackle, it wasn't necessarily. Really... <laughs> 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 well, why do you think that they called uh, Tony Adams a donkey? You know, <laughs> leave that one with you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it wasn't the way he played. But yeah, yeah, Ryan, uh, Tony said, did you do the interviews with a luchador mask on? No, 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 no. that was well before the luchador mask days. Right, right, boys, um, I've actually got to shoot off now, um, but thanks for having me on the show, mate, and I'll be happy to to come on whenever you, you want me. Definitely. And just give a quick uh, shout out to your podcast. It's ex- oh, yeah. Excellent podcast. Oh, yeah. It's right right there, boys. Um, follow Tapping Football on all platforms. Um, it's uh, myself, a Spurs fan, and a United fan, giving you weekly opinions about uh, the Premier League and European football as well. So, yeah. It's really, really good. It's excellent. Uh, I recommend uh, it. Nice to meet so, you. Yeah, just... Cheers, Andrew. No problem. Nice I'll speak you to you very soon. Right, coming on. Right. Take care, mate. See, now you scared him away, Andrew, with all your balls talk. <laughs> I know. Well, it's a, it's a very good podcast. If you haven't listened to it, just give it a It is. It absolutely is. The, the guys are very, very um, knowledgeable. They give some excellent analysis. It's, yeah, it, I think it's spot on. About, about the premiership um, completely, not just uh, obviously Arsenal and so on. But yeah, and... Um, like I say, thanks very much, Tony, for these comments. Uh, Mr. Arsenal, he's going to be back on his channel in the next few days. He's had a, a bug, so hope you're on the mend, Roy. Um, you understand, must have had the same brush. You're both out for about three weeks, that's what Tony was saying. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to quickly quickly go back onto the, uh, the actual situation um, that we're in, because... I am more concerned about the lower the lower leagues because the more you hear about it, uh, the more because they literally survive week to week a lot of these clubs in the lower leagues. And I know this is an Arsenal podcast, so we shouldn't don't care about that sort of stuff, but I actually do. And I hope that they're going to get some kind of support because, like I said, everything that's going to happen in the Premier League and everyone's waiting to find out what's going to happen. Who lo- who knows when that's going to be no- uh, announced? Because no one knows what's going to happen with the time schedule, about how long this is going to go on, and blah blah blah. But the more the- these teams aren't playing, and the more that they are not getting any match revenue, I can't even begin to imagine how many of these clubs are going to go out of business. I, I did hear something on the radio earlier that the FA had donated. I can't remember the, the, the amount, but it was uh, a, a lot. To the to who you know the World Health Organization as part of some package, mm. thing. and I thought that's that's really good of them, but I, I do hope that they're also 
allowing, you know, putting funds aside for teams that are lower down that are going to, you know, there's people that work at some of these teams lower down, you know, and if they say, no, we ain't playing no games, we don't actually need um, the groundsman. We don't need the, the people that work in the laundry department. You know, these people, like, like most people, right, you know, live from paycheck to paycheck. You know, everybody has vast amount of resources saved up. And a lot of people live in rented accommodation. So it's all, right, it's all well and good, you know, the government saying that people with mortgages, I heard in some places, you know, we're going to give you holidays so that you don't have to pay your mortgage. That's good for homeowners, but people that live in rented accommodation, living from paycheck to paycheck, must be quite worrying. And there must be a lot of these people that are working at these lower league clubs. I do hope the FA is going to, you know, send some money down. And another good idea I heard was maybe clubs in the premiership and the clubs in the championship could maybe look at teams lower down and do something like adopt a club and maybe have a, an, a, a, you know, a, a number and which they can donate to a club to help them out in these times if they need it. Stan, I'm sorry, Andrew, Stan, I mean, I understand what you're saying, and it's, it's, it's in a, that nice dream world that I was talking about. Yeah. But being, real, being realistic, look at Arsenal. Let's take the club that we love. You know, we're, we're a club that's owned by a very rich um, American individual who's got, I don't know, what, eight sports clubs, um, none, of them, none of which are playing now. Where is it in his interests, anyway, to support football in England? You know, he's got seven or eight clubs in, in the United States. He's got one club in England. Why on earth would he, and he never gives any money to the club, he runs it as a non-profit organisation. Why, oh, sorry, as a, you know, as a self-sustaining model. Why on earth would he want to help? The owners at Manchester City, you know, if you look through our league, it's, it's, it's the owners of Premier League clubs are mercenaries, and it's a very expensive business. I don't think they've got, they'll have any interest in helping anyone bar themselves. I think that's it. And I think when we're talking about these football clubs, Andrew, you're right, it's a very sad situation. And as you mentioned, Stan, a guy who cuts the grass, or the, the person who, who does the laundry. But we're faced with an incredibly unusual situation that is going to affect everybody. You know, who is going to be working? The whole um, uh, events business has gone. We're told by our prime minister not to go to pubs, restaurants. That whole business industry is gone. Um, you know, people, every service industry you can think of, people are not working, so they're not going to spend money on plumbers, on decorators, on builders. It's all gone. We are in an incredible, incredibly difficult situation. And it, it, in the real world, it's really, you know, it's a nice thought to say that these clubs are going to help out. But I just don't see why they would want to. They're not English. But I would, I would just say that, you know, something like, um, you know, all of the premiership chairmen or the owners, they usually meet up for meetings and, and they usually take votes on things. And maybe if you had a figure, say, £100,000, which obviously to me and you, everyday people, that's a lot of money. But to Premier League clubs and maybe a championship club, probably not a lot of money. But to clubs in maybe like the second and third division, it could probably help them out. I'd like to think that if they do have meetings and something like that is raised, that... Owners of people like Man City, like you say, or even our owner who don't care, they'll probably would get outvoted by, you know... But maybe by who? Tell me a club that is going to help. It's just something comes throwing out there, do you know what I mean? But I know it's an idea, but I'm just saying I don't see any club. If you look through the profit and loss of all the Premier League clubs, no one's making a fortune. None of them, you know? And I just don't see that... I mean, for me, the players, you know how much they make a, a big thing of that they donate one day's wages a year to help local nurses or whatever? Do you remember that? That's something mm. they do. It's a, it's a thing. One day's wages, you know? Uh, they're the rich ones, especially the Premier League. You know, players like Mesut Ozil... Oh, let's not use him, because we always use him. And, 
No, but we always do. We no, always no, do I do. I appreciate it. Go on. But he's at the top end. So they take an average Arsenal player who's earning a hundred thousand pounds a year a week. Now that's more in a week than it's yes, three times the average annual salary here. That's where this is such a. Uh, it, it, it's so wrong. And maybe that, mm. you know, in, in a month's time, in, I mean, we're joking about it now, but in six weeks, eight weeks' time, when most people in this country and across the world haven't earned any money because there's no income coming in, they've got no money to spend on food and all the things, there's not going to be a lot of people who are, are looking at Mesut Ozil and these footballers uh, with, with, you know, any hero worship. You know, I think we're in for a real tough time in a month, six weeks' time. If people haven't any money, people will get very angry. Yeah, the best yeah. case scenarios that I'm hearing is like maybe 12 weeks things might settle down a little bit. Maybe. Uh, and as far as all these different ways of settling the leagues, you know, whatever you say has a butterfly effect. You want to do the season later into December and January, and we're still worried, you know, working on this season. Meanwhile, we'd have to cancel the FA Cup, and that hurts these bottom teams that Stan's talking about too. They rely on the FA Cup for a lot of money. So, yeah. so you know, it's all – it has to be figured out as best as you can. And uh, if they can't fix this before the start of the next Premier League season, they got to suspend it. they got to suspend this uh, – cancel this. Cancel the season. If they can't fix it, you can't you can't carry it on into the fall. The worst thing is, is is that whenever you come up with a problem, when you think about this, it's like an it's like an onion. I mean, there's so many layers to it. You start thinking all the knock on effects that adds to to so many different things, and I mean all the businesses that are in these local towns that so that rely on on that those matches and for for their business as well and the suppliers to the con the football clubs and the people that deliver these you know the people that do all the the snacks and the all the it's just it just goes on and on and on so that's why i don't want to go into it too much because it is quite depressing and i just hope that there's some kind of rescue package to help these teams and i know that a lot of the Premier League teams don't manage their money very well and they're not very well off either. So I think it's going to have to be a directive from either the Premier League or FIFA or UEFA or something to say that a certain percentage of certain monies that, that the clubs are getting rather than giving it back to okay, let me give these you other a, big just, corporations just, are going to have just to Just to make it down. worse, when you sell this money that they're getting, do you think Sky TV, BT Sport, Amazon... No. Are going I mean, to want to pay? Their, you know what? Their, that, that's something. I'm else. sure they don't pay this 700 million up front at the start of the season. I'm sure they do it in instalments. And it's a bit like <clears throat> talking to a guy today who's just had to shut his pub, and he said, uh, "You know, he's quite upfront." He said, "I've had to lay off all the staff." It was only four. He said, "I had to lay off four staff," and he said, uh, "I am going to not pay. I'm going to pay me local suppliers, me butcher and me fishmonger in case I have to open again. He said, I'm not going to pay the government. I'm not going to pay any VAT. I'm not going to pay this. And and, and that's sort of, you know, where we are with, with this mm. thing is that, you know, the Sky, BT are not going to, if they're paying once a month for football, if they're paying like 20 million or 100 million a month for their football, do you think they're going to say, well, oh yeah, we'll pay them first? Mm -hmm. Of course they're not. They've not they're, got a product to sell. The, so the clubs have had their the money. The clubs are all in trouble. Sky. Arsenal are in trouble. Everyone's in trouble. You know, it's the best we can hope for is, is that they say that hot weather might just wipe out this virus for now until next winter. Uh, and, and, and we can all get back on an even keel and work on maybe getting some kind of vaccination, some kind of antidote to this, so that if it happens again, we were prepared for it. 
because we're not prepared and we're in a really, really difficult situation for the next. I know. I did see some positive news yesterday. I was I saw a tweet uh, where they basically were saying that all of the um, people that were in the hospitals at Wuhan, where this all started from, they've all been sent at home now, and they're taking down all of the temporary hospitals that they put up. And they reckon that in and around that area, which was like the epicenter, that the coronavirus seems to be seems to be um, going away. I don't know what the right phrase is, right? So if that's the case, maybe we've got like another couple of weeks. Oh. We've not quite reached oh. the peak yet, and then maybe oh. it will start coming to come down like it is in your hand. Hopefully, I don't think, I think so. Because I think we we're haven't a month away it, from it getting. I, th- I do think. I think we're a month away from it, or at least a month away from it, probably hitting the worst. Before we can start seeing it well, go down, I don't. They think said ten to fourteen weeks. We're going to get there at the peak in the UK. I mean, okay. when did it start in Wuhan? It was like October last year, November, September, October last year, wasn't it? That they had first cases. I or am think, I making that? I think, I think it was towards the end of the last year. Yeah, I don't. You know, so we're you know, it's it's a three four month minimum thing. I think you know, it's. Uh, um, oh, apparently, eh? Tony Turner said that the Cronkies are giving money to some of the support staff at Denver Nuggets and Colorado Avalanche. So he's showing a little bit of. Oh, how effort. sweet! Um, uh, I'm not saying what? he won't give money. I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm not in the anti-Cronky brigade. I don't. You know, I've always said my line's always been really clear on our ownership. I would love our club to be owned by somebody who's as passionate about the club as I am. You know, that's that's <laughs> it. That's bottom line for me. That's that's it. This fella runs it on a on a self sustaining model. Got no issue with that. I think that's the way that football should be should mm-hmm. be done. You try and get the best players, you get the best coach, and you 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 build your success, and then you can buy better players. I like that. I'm, I'm not so I'm, I'm not in the anti Cronky brigade. I don't particularly like him, but I don't know him, and I'm really pleased his son seems to be showing a bit of interest in our football club. I'm sure as a man he will want to look after the employees of his business you know i mean that's that's human nature i've run my own business for a long time you know you want to look after your employees they're number one you you hate it when you can't find the money to pay someone at the end of the week i tell you you have sleepless nights now maybe you know his his world's a little bit different from mine but i'm sure he will try to look after people but if he's then asked to go and give some money to burnley or not to burnley but to uh to darlington or to you know he's gonna go well why i've got i've got enough problems here in my business you know i'm not a charity and and that's how I I can't see no, whoever votes for it. You can say it, no, it'd have to be a directive, wouldn't it? Though, Darren, it'd have to be a directive from um, he who can direct it. the uh, a foreign owner? Who can direct him to give money? How the can, Premier League? How can anyone? What would the Premier League say? We you you haven't got any money, and you've got to give it to somebody else. Yeah. No, no, it just have to be a certain person. <laughs> I'm not saying I know the answers. I, I'm not that clever, so I don't know. But yeah, whether there will be some vote, kind of percentage it? of I don't know. They're going to have to pay some money back because what you said earlier, Darren, about Sky, that Sky have paid for the season. All the clubs have had that money and they've probably spent it already. But they're going to ask for it back. So and that's 40, 37 million apparently that Arsenal have had and all the Premier League clubs have had that they're going to have to pay back potentially. From because of what the don't you get the money at the end of done. the year once they've done all you no. know once they've done all the television you know having time and TV they, they change it all don't they apparently they've had it that's what right. I've heard on a on the one of the uh, BBC podcasts uh, I was listening to today so, so <laughs> if they don't give any back because in case the games don't finish then the money they get next time will probably be smaller yeah. because they'll take that into consideration. Yeah, Agreed, um, but yeah. the problem is that Sky 
are obviously going to be losing a hell of a lot of subscribers. They're going to be cancelling their Sky Sports because there's nothing on there to watch. And if they do end up losing money and not getting it back, Sky, then they're obviously going to be in serious trouble as well and they could potentially go under. So it's just I mean, goes, like I said, it's peeling off an onion and it's getting layer after layer of different different problems coming up all the time. And the same's going to happen with with subscribers all across the world, isn't it? Just just one point as well. And this look, my heart bleeds Arsenal. I'm a football fan. I say this many times. I wasn't brought up religious, but my dad took me to Highbury every couple, you know couple of times a season when I was a kid, and and it's been part of my life. I love football. I I, I can't imagine my life without football. But in the what's happening in the world at the moment, I, I just want to say it's only football. Businesses yeah. will go under. Some players will have to go and find other work. Some supporters, you know, can't afford to go to football now because they haven't got a job. You know, there's, 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 it could be a shortage of food. There could be, you know, it, it could be riots, the anarchy. We're in a real strange situation where people will not have any income for possibly two or three months. Yeah, it, football's <laughs> right down the bottom of the list of priorities. That's the, that's the whole point of what I was saying earlier. It's not the actual football not being played. It's the people that are going to be affected by it that I was worried about, and uh, and in the lower leagues. So when I'm only talking about that sort of side of things because it's a football podcast, but it's the people involved in those clubs that I'm more concerned about because at the end of the day, the players in those leagues. Uh, I mean, even in like League One, League Two, they're, they're, they're on about twenty grand a year, twenty-five grand a year. A lot of those players, and if they're not playing, they don't get paid. And, the, and all the people involved in that club don't get paid. And that's the, that's the angle I was coming at from Darren. But I only sort of talked about that because obviously, you know, the football basis of it. But it's all those types of people that are not going to be earning money during this period of time. You know, it's a concern because not only have they got the virus to worry about, but when you get into that situation, and I've been there myself, and you're not earning money, and you can't support your family, then you're all talking about like the mental side, mental illness side of things, which is a big killer in itself. And poverty is a big killer in itself as well across the country. When you're talking about families that aren't, you're not able to feed them, and and if you can't pay your rent and you've got nowhere to live, it's an issue, isn't it? So that that's, I'm not like I said, I didn't want to go down that route because <laughs> I, you know we're not that kind of serious podcast, but it does concern me that. This is all going to be happening, and it's going to be real uh, within a very short space of time. Glenn, you're on mute, I think. <laughs> Probably. Quite... How about now? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, still on mute. You can, you can hear me. Now. Okay. <laughs> so my son came busted in before. Um, listen, I don't want to get serious either, but just two quick things. Um, perhaps, as far as talking about regular people with this thing, perhaps the government can raise, I don't know what you call it in the UK, unemployment insurance, where you can give people a little bit more money, you know, because here they don't give you much. They give you a pittance with unemployment insurance. And the other thing is, I don't know how it is in the UK, but here in America, a team owner has to be approved where they have enough money where if there's a crisis, everything's not going to friggin' blow up. I don't know if owners have to be approved in the UK or not. That's the only two serious things I'm going to say. Yeah, they do that. Right. I can't there's remember what it's called, Glenn, but they have to prove there's that, the like fit. you say, if there's a crisis, yeah, that the, the owner can, you know, help, can bail it out or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. called, it is something called the fit and proper owners. That's it. 
That's like, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. But there's some, you know, some people have got through on that, which have now ended up a bit are in prison now. Have you ever been to get a? I when I got, I remember going back in the day. I was in the states, uh, living in the states, and I went to get my driving license. And it was the the first bit was the the technical bit, you know, like the 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 multiple choice. Yeah. And I'm a I'm a young Englishman. I've got no idea of the rules, so, <laughs> and, and I only wanted a, a, an ID. So. A, it said California's driving license, which would just be cool. But it also allowed <laughs> uh, me to go and have a drink, you know, in a bar. So I wanted one. And I went there and I remember filling this multiple choice and giving it over the counter. And the wonderful woman behind her said, Well, you got that one wrong, that one wrong. Try D, <laughs> try C, try D. Now, there you really want to try E, you know, and, and they gave you the answers. That's what the fit and proper person's will go, Oh, you're fucking rich. You guys heard the, a podcast that did a couple of, I think it was the last, not the last one, the one before when I did it pretty much on my own. And I said at the end, the one, one idea I had, instead of the financial fair play system, um, not well, not instead of it, but when these big, um, you know, individuals or companies want to go and buy a club, uh, any club at any level, what they should have to do is put some money in like a sort of sim- like a trust fund type thing, I don't know what to call it but enough money to keep that club going for two seasons a minimum, if they just decide to fuck off and that has to be paid up front and put on, you know, put to one side so that it covers all the running of the club and all the wages and everything for two full seasons. A, it would put people off buying clubs because they think, oh God, I ain't going to do that. And B, it would, it would obviously safeguard the future of those clubs for the two seasons if they just decided to get to, they got bored and fucked off. Or they run out of money like a lot of the lower um, the owners of lower league clubs do. But if they had to pay that up front, they don't get it back. It's like a non-refundable deposit type of thing. Then it would put a lot of these people off buying the club in the first place. But it goes against the ethos of football, though, doesn't it? You're just thinking big clubs going down. But think about the the, the, the success stories of people like um, uh, Eddie Howe's Bournemouth. You know, mm. they've come up on a shoestring. You know, they're, they're running their club. You know, you they've, they've been managed well. They're managed properly. They've worked their way up through the divisions and now they're trying to sustain three or four years in the Premier League. You know, that's what football's all about. We're just thinking big clubs. You know, if somebody comes and buys Newcastle, we want them to put in, you know, put in a non-refundable deposit. <laughs> so I understand, but it goes around away from the ethos of... No, but what you've just said, though, sorry to... What you've just said, it backs up my argument perfectly though Darren because if Bournemouth go down they're, they're fucked 85% of their income is on players wages now 85% of Bournemouth's income goes on wages if they go down and don't get back up again uh, after the parachute payments finish that club's fucked if they can't sell all those players so if that if they went bust after getting relegated, because their chances are they've got a very strong chance of getting relegated this season, and if they did, then that situation that that would offer the, all the fans of that club a little bit of comfort that they are secure for two seasons minimum 
because they could go under. They could go that under. That owner has scrimped and scraped and worked his way up, managing that club properly to get them into the Premier League. Where does he find another two hundred million to put in it for your non-refundable deposit? It doesn't, it doesn't never get there because he's ma- he, at the end of the day. You say that club's a really well-managed run club, but how, if they were, why have they got themselves into a situation well, where eighty-five percent of their situation. income? Got small ground, Premier League football. Goes on player wages. That's that's poor management. Uh, you know what, Andrew? You could argue that Arsenal did the same thing. You see uh, yeah, our salary, part, right? You know, <laughs> Absolutely. they're just lucky that they're one of the biggest clubs in the world. So uh, I don't know. What's the parachute payment? Twenty-five million? I guess that really can't cover everything. No, no, not at all. But the, Anyway, let's get off that subject and sort of <laughs> move on because it's it's not good, is it? It's not good at all. Let's have a quick whiz through. Um, Tony Turner, is Glenn on mute a bad thing? No, probably, probably <laughs> not. No. Tony Turner. Are you, talking, are you talking to my wife, Tony? <laughs> it's a for added revenue of $4.6 billion in 2018, so they can help out the low league teams. Well, exactly. Very good point. And that's that's true, yeah. So, anyway, I think we've done pretty much an hour, which is some, a lot longer than I thought we were going to do without football <laughs> to talk about. So we ain't done too bad. But, so I never um, got to I, tell the I never got to tell the story of seeing the Arsenal mascot naked. Wait, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Go on. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. You have to attention, Darren. There isn't much. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, it's one of those things I can't undo now. You know, in my head, is that I was I was in the Arsenal changing room. I know it sounds right, but I was doing a tour with Mark Brindell, who's the Arsenal supporters liaison officer. Great bloke, Mark, and he was giving me a little tour around the bits that you can't see normally on the uh, on 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 the tour. And I was not in the in the dressing room. We were in a dressing room behind the dressing room, and in there uh, there was Gunnosaurus. Do you know he was there? And then oh he t- took his clothes off. <laughs> took his, took oh his hat off. Took his towel off. And got naked. And it's all it's all the sport it for me now. Oh my god. Uh, and he's good. a lovely old boy, but he's not gonna win any races. Back to after, like who's actually in there? Is it a young man? Is no, it an older guy? let's just say this. If this uh, he wants to be self isolated. <laughs> <laughs> is it always the same bloke always, always the same done. Bloke's done it from day one yeah I, I met him i chatted to him he was a really top bloke really really top bloke uh, but cool. yeah, this that's changed that was two years ago now two and a half years ago but i watched ganosaurus get naked and it wasn't <laughs> you know my eyes well, were bleeding the, 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 the joy is gone i can't look at him the same now <laughs> When I see him in goal at the Emirates, oh, you know, I'm thinking, slow down, old boy. <laughs> I saw him get knocked over. He got a ball in the face when uh, at the Emirates Cup. He got the ball oh. in the face at the Emirates Cup and knocked him flying. I'll try, next time I'm on, I'll try and get over to Mark and find out what his name is because I feel rude that we should, we're should we talking about him. I'll definitely get him on the man. show. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be amazing. But, um, well, yeah, I've got a, a big announcement for next week's show. It's really exciting. The last few weeks I've had um, dialogue over, the, over Twitter with um, Adrian Clark. And he's, he lives about a mile away from me. 
Right. I can't believe it. And next week, he's coming to my house, and he's going to do a show with me, uh, special Mesa Island Discs. <laughs> so that's going to be really exciting. So I'm going to have to start doing some dusting and cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> Removing yeah. the dead bodies. <laughs> no, I, I can't even... Yeah, I can't believe he, uh, he when he messaged back in, initially and he said that I well I only live just down the road from you. I thought, oh wow, so yeah, that's going to be really uh, really nice. So Adrian Clark, obviously uh, from the uh, analysis side of things, works for obviously for Arsenal. Uh, used to play for Arsenal, of course. So yeah, it's going to be a, a really and good now show he next got week. A job. No, I know this is just oh, God, so he's, you know, he's that's another people. layer of the onion. You he's know, going around people's houses now. <laughs> But He'll no, give you a quote he, or something. He was no, he was really. Uh, He'll be gutted when he sits down and pulls out a Bible. <laughs> but it also means that um, from next week onwards, uh, obviously without the football, I'm going to be doing uh, we these Mesa Island Discs shows, which I thought was quite good fun. When you, you know you were on it, weren't you, Darren? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, good fun. So anyone that's watching or listening who wants to. Um, take part in any upcoming Mesa Island Discs shows. The last one we did is obviously still online, so you can watch it. Um, yeah, drop me a line. Drop me a DM on Twitter or um, email the show, which is from dialsquaredswear at gmail.com. Email? And yeah, and we can... Email? Why don't you just have them fax you? <laughs> that's, that's too cool. That's too cool, that is. telex before fax. Yeah, or send me a telegram. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so get, get in touch because i want to start doing those um Mesa island disc shows in the forthcoming weeks um a bit of good fun keep us going throughout this period of time without football so anyway thanks ever so much for you guys coming on board thank you it's thank you thanks Andrew. thank you andrew stand down it was a lot of fun it was a lot of <laughs> fun lovely to meet you glenn always and, a pleasure always a pleasure and dan thank, thank you also yeah, it's all yeah, been, Dan, been yeah. great. Give us a like before you know you leave. And can I leave? Like, or are you going to no, do no, another? You. Are you going to do another ten minute story? Oh, yeah, you give us a like as well. <laughs> That's quite nice. Um, yeah, and if you're listening to the uh, audio version of this show, then please. Um, then I was give a lot us a slimmer. Rate and review. That'd be great. <laughs> so anyway, thanks a lot, guys. And I'll hey, you made me you snort. <laughs> 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 Take care. Good night. Cheers, Andrew. All right, then. I'll let's... Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. We really need your help to spread the word about From Dar Square to Where, so if you haven't done so already... Please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the From Dial Square to Wear YouTube channel and hit the notification button so you never miss a live show. And finally, please tune in to the live shows. Don't forget, you can get the chance every week to be the star alongside Andrew and his great guests just for being the most entertaining viewer on the night. Thanks again and see you on the next episode. Bye!